Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey everyone, it's Hamish from the Young Investors Podcast. Myself and Brandon are excited to bring you your weekly rundown of the latest business and investing news from around the world. A quick reminder before we get started, any advice provided by Brandon is general and does not consider your financial situation, needs or objectives, so consider whether it's appropriate for you. Brandon Vanderkolk is authorized to provide general financial product advice in Australia and is authorized representative number 1305795 of Guideway Financial Services Proprietary Limited. AFSL number 420367. Please see the description box for Brandon's financial services guide. Past performance is not a reliable indication of future investment returns. But with that said, let's get into another episode of the Young Investors Podcast. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to the Young Investors Podcast, episode 260. First episode of the year. I'm joined by Mr. Ooh. Brandon Vanderkolk. How are you doing? Happy New Year. How were your uh, Happy New Year to you too, mate? How, how you been? How's your trip to Korea? Yeah, it was, it was great. We we got we got so blessed by the most perfect weather because obviously it's winter, it's very cold over there. But most of the days we were there, it was completely sunny and was like three to five degrees, which was actually pretty good. And then we had one day that was negative, and it was the biggest snow that Seoul had seen in forty years. <laughs> uh, wow, which is just like so lucky because it was just. Um, it was, yeah, it was just awesome. So we didn't get any rain or any like in-between weather. We got like sunny and like not actually that cold and then really cold. So it snowed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. So yeah, it was, That's it was perfect. It, yeah, it was good. It was a good break. Oh, I'm glad you had a good time. And now we are getting back into it. We should talk. We're actually doing, um, we've had a think. We've, ha- we've, 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 we've had a thunk. We've had a think. We thank, could thunk. We used our, we used we, our noggins. We put our uh, two brain cells together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we came up with an idea. <laughs> Yeah, we put our two cents. Yeah, both of us have one cent each. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what we're going to do this year uh, with the podcast is we are going to do well. We're going to try. <laughs> we're going to try and do two episodes per week. So Ooh. the way we're going to do it is we'll still do our news-related podcast, except we're going to probably condense that a little bit into more of like around a half an hour podcast. And then our second podcast of the week, we are going to be tackling some sort of topic, some sort of, you know, something a little bit different. So it's yeah. not just always like, here's what's happening in the world. Here's what's happening. We can, yeah. we have a little bit more flexibility to mm. talk about other stuff Mystery that might box. be interesting or relevant. Mystery box. Sorry? Mystery box. Mystery box. And, uh, yeah. you know, sometimes exactly it'll be right. Hamish's fraud story of the week. I'll try and, uh, I'll, try, I'll try and find some more funny stories. <laughs> you love a good fraud story. I do. I do. Yeah. Well, I think, and uh, I think the audience likes them as well. We seem to get a good amount of good feedback mm. when um we we do those episodes because um they are pretty funny um so they're just I'll, so outrageous yeah yeah there's some ridiculous ones we had quite a few contenders uh last year um to go through so mm. yeah i'm sure we'll be able to find i'm sure fraud's not gonna may, maybe 2024 is just a fraud off year maybe it's a maybe there's no, no. maybe there's <laughs> this is no fraud this is a dip in the chart just zero fraud i mean obviously <laughs> i would like 2024 okay 
of course I don't want any fraud in the world in 2024. But really? I mean, just a just a little bit is it it does it does make good just content. just a bit of funny kind of just funny. a bit of funny fraud. We don't want any crazy fraud. No victim no, victimless crimes. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. All right, Hamish, what are we talking about today? We are going to do our 2024 stock market predictions. So um, last, uh, I was going to say last week's episode, but the last episode we did uh, a couple of weeks ago was the 2023, uh, was reviewing our last year's predictions. So if you haven't seen that, you can go um, check that out after this as well. But at the Um, start of the year. Who won that? I, I, I just can't I can't remember. remember. I think it was me, but we don't have to. We don't have to check. We don't have to tally that. Oh, um, was it? I, I think we should check. No, nah, we don't. We don't have to go. We don't look. Actually, yeah, <laughs> don't go and watch the episode. It wasn't that interesting. Don't, don't go watch it. <laughs> it was boring. Okay, don't go. Don't go look at it. No, but at the start of the year, of course, we want to do our uh, make our predictions for for going into the year. Um, and uh, we've got stock market predictions, economic predictions, all kinds of stuff uh, that uh, we will uh, that we'll go through uh, in today's episode. Mm. So yep. sounds good. I'm keen. Yeah. So with that said, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Seeking Alpha, your one-stop shop for stock analysis, market data, and news. Access expert analysis and news for thousands of stocks. View buy, hold, and sell ratings from members, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's own algorithm. Uh, screen for stocks using a variety of fundamental and technical analysis metrics. Access 10 years of financial data and company filings. And manage your portfolio by tracking your investments with price alerts so you never miss a buying opportunity again. Click the link in the episode description or head directly to seekingalpha.me forward slash young investors to try Seeking Alpha free for seven days. And as always, thank you to those uh, who have already signed up to Seeking Alpha using our link and are supporting the ridiculous predictions we're about to make. So how are we going to do it, Hamish? How are we going to do it? Yeah, I thought um, we spoke about a couple of these things in the, the the previous episode, but I'll just very, very, very quickly give a 2023 backdrop just so that people kind of have an idea of where the market is and that sort of thing before we make some of the predictions. Um, so stocks, of course, had a fantastic year in 2023, pretty much wherever you looked. Uh, the US stock market mm. was up 26.4%, including uh, when you include dividends, which is... Um, uh, I saw a chart of like all the different years of the S&P 500 or all the, the U.S. stock market. And um, it's, yeah, it's one of the best years in the U.S. stock market's history. Um, mm. So, yeah, it was interesting to, to, to see that uh, t- plus 12% in the fourth quarter alone. Um, so, yeah, there was certainly a, certainly a big fourth quarter driven by this kind of shift in interest rate expectations. It's now all of a sudden we're expecting interest rate cuts in 2024, which you would not have maybe expected six months earlier. And, um, mm. and that's been driving the U S results. The Australian market was up a little bit less, uh, 13.2% when you include dividends. Um, so not as good as the U S and actually still an above average year, still an above average year. Absolutely. And, uh, it's interesting because for the Australian market, you have way more dividends. So 5% of that 13%, mm. um, was dividends and the actual market was only up about 8%. And that's what you tend to see between the U S and Australian market. Uh, the U.S. market is has less dividends and and has mm-hmm. uh, tended to. Well, actually, I think the Australian market's driven a higher average return um, when you look over the very long term. But um, yeah, certainly recently. But you're right. It, it's certainly for those that live outside of Australia. We, it's it's definitely Australia is a very dividend focused market because we have a a, a, a big tax advantage yeah. through the dividend structure of having imputation credits, uh, fully frank dividends. Uh, which make it very uh, a lot nicer for us to receive dividends than uh, other parts of the world. Yeah. In terms of the housing market, uh, I just have the Australian data here from CoreLogic. 
the five capital cities in Australia saw a 10% increase uh, in their prices, according to CoreLogic's uh, property price index, which is um, one of the kind of uh, uh, price averages that they share. The strongest strongest uh, capital city was Perth, up 15.6% uh, throughout the year. The weakest go. was Melbourne, plus 3.8%. Um, so yeah, Australian market continued. I wouldn't have picked Perth. I wouldn't, oh, I would definitely wouldn't have not picked that. And I wouldn't have picked Melbourne to have the weakest growth either. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, very strong for the Australian property market. I was thinking it may, maybe an explanation. I don't really know because I don't know property at all really, but maybe an explanation is because Perth was actually so affordable and we've seen, you know, Sydney, Canberra, Melbourne, the, these states become so unaffordable. Maybe a yep. lot of people are kind of trending towards the the more affordable place, which uh, has increased buying pressure. Yeah. Uh, but I don't actually know. I've, that's just a hypothesis. I, I'm not actually sure if that holds up. Yeah. But yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, that, I mean, that definitely could be the case. It is, is, it, it is just crazy mm. to see these capital cities continue to hit all-time highs in terms of housing prices with interest rates having gone up so much. It's yeah. just insane how it's just really had no impact, at least what we've seen so far on, you know, the enormous amount of demand behind uh, mm. behind um, the, the housing market, which is crazy to see, you know, in, in any normal market, you would kind of, uh, without any other facts, you'd expect a massive rate rise in interest rates and, you know, prices to ease or at least stop growing. But uh, yeah, 10% uh, increase uh, in 2023. And then I'd also include here Bitcoin, which uh, we can't forget about, had a 167% return in the last 12 months. It was a huge year for Bitcoin. Huge. Insane, right? Insane. Uh, and it's actually not too far from its all-time high as well, which is just crazy. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, Bitcoin is, uh, especially in the second half of the year, has uh, been uh, surging. So. Mm. Well, that's a very lovely backdrop. That's uh, that's my backdrop. And now, and now let's predict. Now let's now let's uh, now let's shake our crystal balls and uh, and look into the future. Are we got to say, like, we, we we like doing these twenty twenty three stock market predictions and then re re or twenty twenty four predictions and then revisiting them down the track because it it really it's not something to be looked into or trusted or anything like that. It's not like financial advice. It's just a bit of a laugh because honestly, the the thing that we find funny is coming back is that, you know, we're pretty switched on. We follow the market very closely mm. and it's funny every year how yeah. wrong we are. Well, it's just impossible. Speak for yourself, Brandon. My predictions are 100% going to be accurate. Uh, I want you to follow these predictions uh, and expect that they will no uh, they will take place uh, just as they have no every Hamish. year in the past. I've never actually yeah. been wrong. I, 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 I'm an oracle. What can I say? I predict everything. So um, <laughs> The oracle of Melbourne, <laughs> as, as they call yeah, it, yeah. doesn't quite yeah, have exactly. the same ring to it, does it? No. Um, no, I'm looking forward to another year of um, being completely wrong. Um, I just, I just <laughs> can't too. get it right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it just is what it is. I mean. No one could predict well, I was, it, but I was I was only right last year thanks to luck. Like, well, just, well, that's the thing. Like, where's my luck? I've had no luck for like three yeah. years in a row. Like, come on. Like, surely, surely, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, surely he gets some well, predictions. Right. This year is your year, Hamish. It's gonna be new year, new year. Yeah, twenty twenty four is um is gonna be my year. All right, so let's Live start. Life, love. Let's uh, let's start with uh, stock market predictions. Um, and we'll we'll start yeah. pretty simple. So U.S. stock market higher or lower, and then I guess we'll should we do. A, a percentage prediction as well. I guess that's kind of fun, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, All right. Should I go first? Yes. You go first. U.S. stock S market. U.S. stock market. So should we just say S&P 500? 
S&P 500, yep. Oh, whoops. I'm totally writing in the wrong area of this <laughs> Google Doc. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for pointing that out. Okay, S&P 500, I'm going to say, see, here's the thing. The, the, U, the US is, is entering into a, a, a difficult year. I, unlike many people, uh, so so the, the, like the Fed says that rates are going to come down. I'm not so sure that rates are going to come down as easily as what people are maybe expecting. Hmm. Um, and that's based on a lot of kind of what Ray Dalio is talking about, what Howard Marks is talking about. Um, so I, I am going to say that I predict the S&P 500 will end up positive for 2024, but I don't think it's going to be quite as much as, as, as the bounce that we've seen towards the end of 2023 where someone like the Fed came out and said, oh, we think rates might be, uh, rate cuts might be coming. And then the market just went, wee. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say the S&P is going to be up, but only by, can I, uh, can I say less than 10%? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll allow that. <laughs> I'll allow that. Okay. Yeah. Is up less than 10%. Okay. What do you think? Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's hard to say. I think there is a, it feels like there's a reasonable amount of optimism in, in markets at the moment. So you know, that, that wants, that make, means I kind of want to suggest that maybe the market will underperform, you know, um, compared to certainly compared to last year, but, but, uh, maybe even potentially negative. Um, I'll go a little different to you just cause it's uh, more interesting. I probably would have also said just S and P up less than 10%, but I'll go a little bit, uh, differently. I'll say, uh, S and P down, uh, but less than negative, like down less than 10%. So zero to negative, okay. negative 10%. We'll say that. This was B, and then, uh, okay, I'm going to have to, okay, down less than 10%. All right, let's move on. All right. We have. What's next? The Australian stock market, higher or lower? Um, what do you reckon? What do you think? Um, well, as I said last year, the Australian market tends to follow the US. So if we're going for 100% points here, <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, have a similar prediction to, to, to my US prediction. I will say... Uh, I'll say flat. I'll say flat. Zero percent. Okay. All right. Fair enough. For the Australian market, yeah, I, you're you're 100 correct. The the Australian market is is basically a copycat to the U.S. market. I'm wondering if there's anything this year that sets Australia apart, but I'm not really thinking so. Well, I. Well, the one thing so, I will, yeah, you're gonna say. The one thing I will say is are we are we doing these with dividends included or or excluding dividends? Because uh No, you know, we should do with dividends okay, included. Okay, okay, with dividends included. Yeah. So um you know, re- probably regardless of what happens, unless there is a really severe recession, you would probably expect there still to be some positive return there um from dividends, if if that makes sense. So that's probably a, a factor that should be considered compared to the yeah. US, which uh, the S and P actually doesn't have uh, a very high dividend yield, really ever. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm gonna say I know it's boring, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be the same as my prediction for the U.S. stock market. I think the Australian market is going to be up, but less by less than ten percent. Okay. Wait. So I, I should get a range too, because you've got a you yeah, get a you range for it, you get mate. a range of ten percent. So I get I get plus minus five percent. We'll do that, right? Okay. Sure. Plus minus five. Yep. Plus minus five percent. I like it. All right. All right. Let's do. Um. Oh, I should have uh, pulled up a uh, a list of the S and P five hundred companies before we do this one. But the best and worst performers of the S and P five hundred. 
Um, mm. So let's uh, let's go down the list and uh, and uh, or or should we just? What do you reckon we should do? Should we? Oh well, I'm no, I'm I'm having a look at the S and P five hundred right now, and I'm trying to think. I'm just thinking through some of the some of these companies. Should we just do like look, out of the top like fifty companies or something? That's what we did last yeah. year. Yeah. So otherwise, yeah. Or let's see. Or should we? Yeah, let's do top fifty. Okay, top fifty out of the top fifty. We're making it up as we go along. <laughs> I love it. Um, hmm. I'm going to say. I'm going to say the best. Okay, this is going to be. This is going to sound crazy. Okay, (laughs) we like crazy. This is going to sound. This will be good. uh, I'm going for a full crazy prediction here. Okay. So Texas in 2023, in 2023, the best performing stock in the S and P 500 was Nvidia. It was correct. It was. I think in 2024, the best performing stock is going to be Nvidia. You're crazy. You are crazy. That's, it went up two hundred and thirty nine percent in um in twenty twenty three. I'm saying that the tear is not stopping. I'm saying see you, see you in twenty twenty five. We're going to be double. Stupid. No, nah, not quite. Stupid prediction. That Terri- is stupid. Terrible prediction. But I'm going to say that the the hype, the mania, the hype will continue. Mm. Um, I the my reasoning is that in twenty twenty four, there's there's no way that that the push towards AI just dies. Like that's what's fueling yeah. NVIDIA's growth, the push towards AI. And granted, there's a lot of hardware being purchased through NVIDIA. So like definitely their mm. business is improving. But I think the speculation around it continues. And I think that's what makes them the best performing stock in 2024. Watch okay. me be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you said it so confidently though. So it's... <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. This is hard. Because all the companies that I probably would pick did so well last year that it's it's just hard to imagine that a, a stock that's up, you know, 50, 60% in a year then goes on to be the best performer again or, or you know, a contender again. Um, this is tricky. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say best performer. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to say something crazy. Let's do something crazy. I'm going to say... The best performer in 2024 will be, I still haven't decided. <laughs> Nvidia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Come join me on yeah. the dark side. I think it'll be Alphabet. Alphabet? Yeah. Fair bet. I, I don't know why. Um, nothing in this list is really yeah. sticking out to me. It's it's it, There's nothing that's really, I'm looking down yeah. the list and if we're limited to just the top 50, it's... I don't know. Maybe if I was looking at the whole thing, then maybe I'd be able to find something. But um, statistically, yeah. we haven't gone about this the right way, Hamish, because we've we've picked companies that are right at the tippy top of the list, aka they have the highest market caps. Well, yeah, that's how. That's why <laughs> it's mean, hard to think about. That's why it's hard to yeah, think about. Yeah, statistically, but. if we wanted to try and guess the best performer, we'd probably be guessing somewhere closer to company number fifty, just because their market caps realistically well, could. Double. That's ex- well. Whereas that's exactly what I was doing. I was looking Nvidia, at. Yeah. I was looking Nvidia's at. Nvidia's going to struggle to double because it's a one point two trillion dollar market cap. Is it going to be worth two point four trillion dollars this time next year? I don't know. Yeah, but I just I'm looking at these lists and I just can't imagine any of these companies doing extremely well. Like, what's going on? Maybe Intel. I guess I don't know. I mean, but yeah, I uh, I'm trying to think well, of a company case, related to Nvidia. You know, you you don't have to provide a rationale. 
Do you want to provide a rationale why, why, why you think Google is going to be the best performer? No, I don't have any rationale. No. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. They have a cool logo. <laughs> <laughs> Hamish, hold on. Now you really sound. Now you really sound like a, a Wall Street professional. Okay, all right. Let's uh, let's do the worst performer worst. out of the top fifty S and P five hundred companies. This one I think is a little easier because Ooh, uh, well, okay. no, I don't think it's easy to predict. I think it's probably easier to come up with a, a prediction because uh, yeah, a lot of these companies have done incredibly well over the last uh, twelve months. Um, um, you know what? I I, I, I I wonder if this is allowed. I'm, I'm playing the percentages here. I'm hedging. I'm going to say the worst performing stock in the S&P 500 in 2024. In the top 50. In the top 50. Yeah. In the top 50 is NVIDIA. Is that allowed? I don't know if that's allowed. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no hedging. No hedging. No, I think. I, I just got to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's allowed. I think that's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I would have said like S and P five hundred plus or minus five percent Australian yeah. market plus or minus five percent. No, we, we don't. Yeah, we don't do we don't do points hedging here. There's no, you know, there's we can't be doing that. We can't be doing that. Yeah. Um, All right. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna okay. There's the potential. I well, I don't really believe this is gonna happen, but I I feel like there's the potential for Tesla to have a bad year. Hmm. Not not a bad year in terms of their operations. I think, like, obviously in their operations, I know the company quite well, they're going from strength to strength. There's no issues with their operations. I think that interest rates are high. Car sales are going to be tough. They do have 2 million pre-orders of the Cybertruck, which is going to be a big, big revenue driver for them in 2024. But I feel like a lot of those pre-orders might fall through. Hmm. So I feel like there's going to be a bit of a, a pullback, maybe in the in the in the the deliver or the um, demand for their cars potentially, and uh, I feel like not as many cyber trucks may get delivered as what they want, and people will get a bit annoyed. And also, they're at a P ratio of seventy five, and they're a ma- they're a car car maker, so I don't know. Wow. I don't think the autopilot, like Elon said plenty of times, that autopilot is going to be the next key revenue driver for them or, 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 you know, driver of margins. I don't think that contributes at all to the mix in 2024. Um, so yeah, it's also relatively high. What is it? 233 USD. What was its high? 400. Uh, okay. So it's about, uh, yeah, why not? Let's say it. All right. I, I feel, I feel, feel like I'm, betraying <laughs> betraying Elon saying that, you know? Yeah. Being yeah. a Tesla shareholder myself. Betraying your own portfolio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my portfolio's gonna suck in twenty twenty four, let yeah, me tell yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> um what do you think? Oh, this is tough. Like everything in me wants to say NVIDIA, but I think that's Yeah. But I also I just I don't know. Um so I'm gonna say something. The hype. Else. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Nah, I'm not, I'm not going to do NVIDIA. We'll do more, one more fun. I think I will do the worst performer in the top 50 S&P. Uh, I'm going to say the Walt Disney Company. The uh, I, I've been following the media space a, a little bit. And uh, obviously, you never know what's going to happen over a single year. But uh, it's been a fairly tough environment, particularly for legacy media companies at the moment. And uh, with some potential mergers and acquisitions going on in, in 2024, 
I think there's a uh, potential for, for some of these companies to have a really bad year. They've been doing fairly poorly recently. I think they were down like 8% or something last year. Um, uh, but, uh, I think, I think Disney's troubles will continue. Um, I think, um, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Fair so, enough. Um, Fair enough. So there it you is go. a company I could see struggling. It's a company I could see struggling. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Hamish. All right. Economic predictions. Will there be a recession in, uh, in 2024, a U.S. recession, <laughs> we'll say. Um, the big question. You go first on this one. Um, I'm going to say no, no recession. Oh, why? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think I have a, I, I don't think I have any particular strong reasoning either way. I think, I think, uh, I don't know. There's just the, the, everything just looks particularly strong at the moment. Um, it doesn't look mm. like there's anything that's anywhere near a sign of a recession, although that's exactly probably what it would look like right before a recession. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have any, I don't really have any strong reasoning um, behind this one. I don't. Do, do you think rates, do you think rates come down? Maybe let's, let's do, let's do, let's do that uh, one. Uh, oh no. I guess yeah, we can do, do that. Work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I think there will be a recession. Okay. I, I, I think that, I think there will be a recession. Let's do interest rates because that kind of ties into it. So do, do you think the interest rates will be higher or lower? I, so currently yeah. we're at what? In the US, it's 5.25% for the interest rate. Yeah. Do you think in at the end of the year, we'll be looking at something higher or lower than that? Um, hopefully, can I get a bit of a range? Because I think my guess yeah, is yeah, that- sure. So the current prediction is that rates will be about 80 basis points lower by the end of the year. So it's about three rate cuts. I don't think there'll be as many rate cuts as- is currently expected. I think the yeah. interest rate will probably be around where it is now. Um, so Ooh. if I'd have a range, I'd maybe say like four and a half to five and a half percent or something like that. Um, right. I don't think they're going to come down significantly. Um, so, so yeah. But yep. then again, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's the same as trying to predict a re- recession. <laughs> if there's, yeah. you know, who, who knows? It's, it, we could have 10 rate hikes next year. We could have, um, five rate cuts mm. next year. Um, it's really all just going to depend on month by month inflation, labor data, economic growth. Um, and those things just come in month by month and it, they're not predictable. So, um, yeah. I actually think I, I'm actually, I'm thinking the same as you here. I think that rates will probably be pretty much exactly where they are right now. I, as much as the Fed wants to believe that they'll be able to lower uh, interest rates in this year, I just don't think they're going to be able to. They've got to sell a lot of bonds. And also, you know, Jerome Powell has been pretty adamant that, you know, core inflation does need to come down yeah. and it's still reasonable. I mean, it's not super high, but it's still like reasonably elevated versus what they want. Um, yeah. So I, I, I do, I think that... You know, I've I've listened to a lot of Ray Dalio and Howard Marks, as I said before, talking about this topic, and yeah. I think that the U.S. is going to struggle to lower interest rates. It's it's not really as simple as being like, okay, inflation down, let's just uh, let's lower, that's fine. It's more complicated than that, and I think they're going yeah. to be they're going to struggle to lower interest rates this year. Yeah, and I think so they're I'm also say interest rates are going to not not move. Yeah, and I think the Fed's also just likely to try and avoid what happened in the seventies where 
inflation was, you know, about where it is now and they started lowering interest rates. And then, you know, a year later, inflation surged even worse. Um, so I'm mm. sure they're acutely aware of not making, you know, another mistake with their rate decisions. Um, so mm. unless it's in- entirely necessary to cut rates, so if there is a recession, they will cut rates. Um, but unless it's yeah. entirely necessary, I think it's, I think it would be surprising to see large amounts of rate cuts. Um, maybe mm. some, maybe some, but you know, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was approximately the same. Um, yeah. Uh, is inflation going down? Um, that's our next category. What do you think? I, uh, I, I think it's currently uh, 3.1%. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, that's headline. I, I would probably predict that inflation is about the same, um, that it doesn't, you know, drop meaningfully back to, you know, the 1% range that it was before all of this happened. Um, but yeah, that it would maybe stay in the, I don't know, three to 4% range. Um, okay. Three to 4%. Yeah. For a headline. Yeah. I am going to say it will be, um, headline will be in the two to three range. Two to three percent. Because I think that Jerome Powell will follow through because he's said it so much. I think he will follow through to get it down below um, the three percent mark. Mm. Um, even if that means he doesn't get to do his magical uh, rate cuts. The tricky thing with headline so, is it's going to depend massively on oil, <laughs> which yeah, which yeah. can swing significantly. Um, so it's probably better right, well, to predict do, core. We could predict yeah, core. Yeah, well, let's do core then. What's um, core? Core's like four, isn't core it? Core is currently four. 4.0. 4%. 4%. Um, yeah, okay. So, and I would probably say the same thing. I would say core is going to be between like three and a half and four and a half percent. Um, okay. So right around where it is um, today. Yeah. Damn it! Uh, I want to be different to you, but I I do think this. I do think the same. Yeah. Um. I'll go. Uh. Between. T- oh no! I'll say I'll say core between. Oh yeah! I want to say three and four. So I'll be slightly different, but I do I do actually think the same as you here. <laughs> core is between three and four percent. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's move on. Let's nice. uh, let, let's get out of the stock market and economy. Let's talk about some other things that are happening uh, this year. <laughs> the U.S. election, uh, 2024 uh, uh, national election will be happening. A couple of oh, questions whoa. here. Will Biden run for re-election? Uh, he has said that he will run. He's said. He was asked recently and he said yes. Uh, but there's a lot of question marks because he is getting very old uh, and he has fallen mm. down a lot of stairs. Um, so... <laughs> so <laughs> um, uh, so what do, you, what do you think? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, I, no, I, th- I think he will. I think he will. I do think it's a problem though. Yeah. I think they'll have to really think about whether it's the right thing to do because I, I just think his reputation, because I mean, it's sad to see, um, you know, I think he's a nice guy. Joe Biden's great, you know, but he is, he is suffering. He's, he's an old man and he is suffering yeah quite clearly from quite a bit of dementia and just general age-related deterioration. I mean, he just is. And while, you know, the president is the captain of a very large ship who has a very small rudder, and realistically it probably doesn't matter too much who the actual figurehead is, who the president is. It's more about the party and and the people that kind of, you know, the collection of people that run things. Um. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll just be a very hard decision for 
for him not to run again, especially when they know from the last election that he has beaten Trump and could do it again if Trump was the Republican um, yeah. candidate? I, I, think, I don't know. I think if he runs again, there's almost no chance he, he beats Trump. Like, if you assuming any of the polling mm. that's been done recently is accurate in any way, um, it would be an absolute landslide. Um, okay. So I can't, I, think, I can't say I keep up to date. I, I actually don't think he's going to run. Um, I don't know how that okay. would even, I don't know how that would even happen um, because it would be really strange. Like it's, it's your party saying you have no confidence in the person you, you put forward four years ago. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's all, that would also just be a weird like mistake in a way for them to do that. Or he does like a political, I've decided to step down. Yeah, he's stepping away from politics kind of thing. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, I'm so, you know, excited by the next generation of leadership coming up through the party that, yeah, yeah that kind of political I, BS. I, I think there's a good chance he doesn't run um, and that they the, the Democrats put up a different candidate. I think there's a good chance of that. Um, but again, yeah. I, 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 who, who, who knows? Um, so I'll, I'll say no. Yeah. Um, another question. Will Trump be the Republican nominee? I don't know enough. Actually, I just realized this question depends on uh, like a lot of the, the court cases going on at the moment. Mm, um, it does. So it? he actually might not even be allowed to run. Um, mm. I think that's still up in the air. So it's not even just about, I, I think, I think if he's allowed to run, there's a very, very high chance that he wins. Um, he, he wins the nom- nomination for, for Republican. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say yes, because I think it would be, kind of, uh, I, I guess it's possible that he's not allowed to run, but I would be surprised. Um, and I think I would just be mm. surprised if that, if that ended up happening. Um, so I'll, I'll say he will. Um, I say, I'll say he will be the candidate. I'll go the opposite. I'll say he won't be. Okay. I honestly, to, I don't know enough about American politics <laughs> to to really have a strong yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, have a st- no, I, mean, I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think that there was a there, there's there's been a a, a lot more uh, hatred or frustration towards Trump with all that's happened over like the last couple of years. Yeah. Um. So I think especially if 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 he's going up against uh just a uh. You know, not Joe Biden, but against a decent Democratic candidate that seems switched on. Yeah. Um, I think that it would be a uphill battle for him. Yeah, I, I probably agree with that. Actually, I think yeah, probably if Biden doesn't rerun, it doesn't run, and 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 yeah. someone just some normal you know run of the mill Democrat runs against Trump, then there's a good chance that Trump uh, doesn't win. Which I guess is the the, the next question as well. Uh, Who wins the 2024 election? Um, mm. which there's only, I don't really actually know that many names in the, in, in the ring, except for, I guess you could say Biden and Trump are probably the two. Oh, the top. we can just there's say like DeSantis, uh, Democrats, uh, Republicans. Oh, okay. Okay. So just, we just go, f- we just do it that way. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be red or blue. What do you reckon? Um, I think it's going to be red, uh, because I think yeah. uh, it seems like there's a lot of, well, I think just based on the cost of living crisis, people tend to attribute whatever's happening negatively in the economy or to them personally to the current government. And there's been Mm -hmm. a lot of that, uh, or it seems like there's been a lot of that in the U S so having it flip, um, in, in, in a environment like that seems to make sense. 
Um, yep. Even though the government doesn't really have all that much control over <laughs> the cost of living crisis in, you know, in some ways. Um, yeah, well, I agree. I think that just generally people attribute economic management, all of that stuff to the government. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's fair enough. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that Americans have probably grown pretty frustrated over the last couple of years. Um, so yeah, I, I do agree. I think that generally if, if we're not thinking about who, if we're not doing the matchups of who versus who, just generally, I think that um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes red. Okay. Rapid fire. Let's do some cryptocurrency. Uh, Bitcoin, right. up or down? Mm, I'm going to say up. I, d- I don't want to believe it, but I'm going to say up. Yep. Um, I yeah. will say, I'll go against you. I'll say down. Um, okay. I, I like going against you because then they, one of us um, gets a landslide victory at the end of the year. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, say, I'll say down. Uh, any major crypto exchanges going bust? Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say no. I'll go ahead and say no. Um, mm. I reckon we'll, we'll get a year off. I, we'll get a year off this year. Um, <laughs> Twenty twenty five is the year of uh, the year of um, crypto fraud and uh, and bankruptcies. <laughs> It'll make a resurgence next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I'm also going to say no. I'm also going to say no to that one. Okay. All right. How, last last one. Last one. Yep. How many years? How many years does Sam Bankman-Fried get? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I said because we we did already make predictions about this when we were talking about it. Oh, but I'm trying to remember what I said. I think I said that I would expect him to get out in his 50s. So uh, I'm going to say about uh, 20 about 20 years he'll get. Okay. Um, well, for this one, we'll do whoever's closer. Okay, okay, okay. I'll say 20... Uh, how many years? Wait, no, sorry. I'll say 20... Uh, I'll, I'll say 28 years. 28. 28. Four four okay. years per charge. Okay, he is getting out Hamish in um eighteen years. Okay, <laughs> he gets one hundred and ten. That's all it's going to take. <laughs> yeah, if he get if he gets the maximum so, sentence, then uh, then I'll I'll, I'll be closest. Um, you're, you're banking on yeah. a very very nice judge. <laughs> Yeah, true. You, you should you should have just I said don't know. 20. There's just the way there's yeah. just a way for these rich people to get out. I don't know. There's just something about it, Hamish. Yeah. Yep. Yep, tends to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, that anyway. is our we 2024 go. stock market predictions. I'd love to hear your predi- predictions down uh, in the comment section of the YouTube version of the podcast. Or if you're on Spotify, you can also let us know uh, just by swiping up. It'll say um, if you want to ask us a question. But if you have any comments, you can also um, leave them there. But yeah, thank you for tuning in to our first episode of 2024. And thank you, Brandon, for joining me as always. All good. And we'll see you guys uh, in the next episode. See you later, guys. See you later.